Hey guys, welcome to episode 55 of the Wavy New Yorker podcast. I'm your boy Elijah Taylor. Um, similar to how we ended last week's episode, I want to get back to the phone uh, phone lines. Um, I felt that this, based on what's going on right now, I think it would be a good time for us to uh, have some conversations, kind of gauge what's everybody's thoughts based on the current affairs of what's going on in America. So um, when I give a call to my guy Rob, find out what he's going through, uh, what's his opinions on everything going on, and just kind of go from there, brainstorm, get some ideas, and, uh, you know, see you know, see where everybody's opinion is on this. So we'll give him a call in just a second. Let's go do that. All right, so we got my guy Rob on the line. Rob, how you doing, my man, first and foremost? What's going on, y'all? New voice on the, on the podcast, all that, you know what I'm saying? Rob Lowe, Picasso, <laughs> Mr. Back in your ear to make it clear, you know what I'm saying? Coming with it. Robbie's be my next door neighbor back in college, believe it or not. <laughs> it's crazy, bro. How, how's how's everything been going? How you been holding up? How's you and the family, uh, first and foremost, before we talk about how you and the family doing during these crazy times right now? Good, man. Good. It's um, it's wild. I got a little bit of a different family, man. My my family is smaller. Yeah. You know, man. They we tight knit and all that, but. We kind of moved. We moved around a little bit. Yeah. So, like, mom, my um, my little brother and sister, they stand up in Ohio right now. You know what I'm oh, saying? Wow. Yeah, I got a um, one of my aunts is staying up in Philly, and then my other aunt staying in Maryland. So she close by. You know what I'm okay, saying? Okay, okay. Been yeah. different since, and like, you know what I'm saying? Not it's not like we could even see our peoples like that right now, but yeah. it's different to, for them to be that far away from me too. So. Yeah. yeah, it's wild. I hear you. I hear you. How's everything else regarding COVID? Like, is everything you've been like able to stay afloat for the most part? You not, you know, everything good besides that? Like, yeah, yeah, man. everything. I've been straight, man. No coughs. You know what I'm saying? No. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. There's no, so you know what I'm saying. So as long as I ain't got nothing like that, I'm straight, man. I'm moving around. Um, you know, just regular stresses of. My fault, bro. I'm in the hood, bro. They they throwing fireworks for oh, no reason. It's that time of year. It's that time of year. Yo, to be honest, bro, I feel like fireworks season got moved up like a month early this year just because, like, yeah. everybody was in the crib too long. Everybody was like, yo, fuck it. Yeah. What <laughs> I, is that? I hear yeah. you. Yeah. So they, they in the background, man. But, yeah, man, Um, the biggest thing is just, you know what I'm saying, naturally, um, just not being able to do shit, like. Yeah, you know, yeah. and not being able to do simple stuff just weigh on you. Know the laundry piling up and all that, man. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's part of what's driving everybody crazy. I feel like, and I, as I was talking to my boy Walmart earlier today, I feel like now that we're everybody like son, now that there's so much social unrest, like granted everybody's been pissed off for so long, but I feel like all of these external factors because of the covid crisis because of people losing jobs people being stuck at home people losing your loved ones you know what i mean all of that pent up i feel like this shit was just the perfect storm for like this shit to take off honestly, honestly. yeah no, no doubt bro no doubt it's like it's like it's, it's like it's, it's a storm you know what i'm saying and when you got all these these perfect elements going on it's exactly. like you get what a, a category twelve, whatever. I don't know what the hell is. You know exactly, what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. You get it like that, and I'm I'm with you, man. It's like the combo of like everybody being fed up with how America is. Yep. 
um, the, you know what I'm saying, the construction of America, and then how America's been over these last few months, it's like everybody mad about something. Yeah, everybody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's almost like to the point where if you're not mad about something, then you 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 getting singled out. You know what I'm saying? Because we count heads. We count heads at this point. 100%. You feel me? 100%. That's exactly what it's so, getting to. How yeah, is, yeah, yeah, no doubt. How is it, how is, how is it going? So you're in Philly, right? No, I'm in Maryland. You're in Maryland, right? Or DC. My fault. So how's everything right there with the protests? Because I know, like, like I'm in New York, so obviously in New York, everybody's you know mobilizing it. The protests are really big, but I've seen on the news. How's it out there though? Uh, it's 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 um, it's it's wild, man. Like, so of course, just like the rest of America, you know, what I'm saying. We had some people that tried to hijack the movement, you know what I'm yeah, saying? They, 100%. Uh, they tried to convolute the message a little bit at the very beginning, Um, like the first couple of days in D.C. Yeah. I remember seeing a picture of like downtown, and it was like um White House in the middle, and then there was like three different fires from around, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like different areas. Of course, they had it blocked off to the point where none of them fires was touching it. Yeah. But it was crazy to see that aerial view you know what i'm saying from the first day yeah. and um yesterday was yes was it yesterday yeah days running together now but yesterday i went out there so i was out there um got right by the white house yesterday and completely peaceful you know what i'm saying everybody was um just lockstep with each other you know what i'm saying yeah. and chain names you know what i'm saying um we knelt, we knelt for a minute or two. The craziest part to me that threw me off the most about the jump was this was just yesterday. So, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of social media circulation, a lot of protests yeah. going everywhere. And we knelt for a minute trying to get them to kneel with us, and they wouldn't do it. The you know what I'm saying? The police you're talking about, you had National Guard out there. Which one you had? No, nah, this is National Guard. National yeah. Guard, damn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they had they had the green, the dark green, the doodle green. Yeah, doodle you know? green. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> so, but my thing was like, bruh, come on now. Yeah, y'all yeah. could have faked it for a second. You know what and I'm saying? Yo, and that's like, and that's, if, and that's where so much of the 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 unrest comes from. Is like, yo, y'all gotta meet us halfway. Yeah, yeah. In reality, y'all motherfuckers should be meeting us seventy percent of the way. But like y'all gotta meet niggas halfway, and that's been the whole back and forth issue with people just like you know people saying yo fuck the police, fuck authority. It ain't so much that they have that like people do have a distrust for them, but y'all don't give them reasons to build trust with them, and that's that's why like even calling the national guard like that's yeah. just not the move because yo they're just not trained to deal with people they're not people people they're not people person right, you know what I mean? right, right they don't have no right. social skills so it's like when you put them in people's communities and put them in people's hoods and then you know they're trying to counteract the pro the protest it's like yo you infringing on my rights and it's like when we try to like you know find a single act of solidarity y'all don't want to do it y'all want to kneel and it if for some reason the kneeling shit gets back to the Kaepernick shit where it's like, for some mm -hmm. reason, they just find that kneeling shit so disrespectful. And it's like, I don't get it, yo. I really don't get it. I really don't get it. Then you got Drew Brees restarting that fire. Yeah, you let's know. talk about his clown ass. I, I'm not going to say a clown ass because I'm not going to change my opinion. Like I said, I thought he was a, I, like, I always thought he was an upstanding citizen. But yesterday it was just, he's clueless. And 
that's that's really what white privilege is about. White privilege is thinking everything is all right around you around the world because it's all right with you. And it's just like, bro, like in my head, I'm like, bro, you're a multi-million dollar. You have everything you ever wanted in life. You want a Super Bowl. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you gave any, if you, me or you had that life, I'm pretty sure me and you would be like, shit, we had a pretty damn good life. Pretty damn good but life. Yeah, you got to even take it back even further. I heard somebody breaking down, I think it was Undisputed, was breaking down his childhood. Like, his, both of his parents is like lawyers. So he, so, yeah, so he doesn't even come from like no hard beginning. And that's the thing is, like, I, I don't like the, like, I didn't know his upbringing, so I didn't even want to, but like, yo, Think about most of these NFL quarterbacks. Some of them is like, you know, they come from like farms and usually like little farm boys. So they don't come from wealth. But like, yo, he came from wealth. So that's why I'm saying like this country been nothing but good to you because you've never really had to struggle. And it's like that little oblivious like mindset is the biggest part of the problem. I feel like I feel like having people like Drew Brees as leaders in society like they just falling asleep on the wheel. It's like having a security guard that falls asleep in front of the TV like, you ain't gonna think shit's going wrong if you're not paying attention to the monitor. If you sleep between the hours of twelve to five, when most of this shit goes missing, you know what I mean. So it's it's just that 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 I think that's what really pissed off not just the black community, but like just everybody in general. That's what really pissed everybody off was just his lack of understanding. Like I think the the main thing people been saying all quarantine, or not all quarantine, but all during this like political this, this social justice unrest is yo read the room like read the room understand what's happening around you before you speak speak your mind on something like just read the room and it was like i don't think anybody was mad about him saying he doesn't he he finds kneeling for the flag disrespectful i think people was upset with the fact that he just did not acknowledge what was going on what the current state of affairs was the fact that he didn't say oh but i do respect respect it if my teammates do it because i understand what they're fighting for like he didn't do any of that that's right, he, he didn't qualify it at all. Not at all. And the thing is, like, I, I think sometimes the social media people do, like, we don't get, like, like I don't know about you, but for me, like, my new thing now is I try to get, like, the full story. I don't want to make no assumptions based off what I first see because, you know, right. first impression is everything. So, I, 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 like, I like to try and get the full story. So, you feel me? I'll try and see it from the both sides. So, I'm like, all right, let me see the full video. Like, maybe this is just a bad clip. Maybe it's just a mm-hmm. sound bite. And then when I see the full clip, I'm just like, wait, like, it sounds even, worse. Yeah, it I was even worse. worse. Yeah, I was like, wait, <laughs> what? Because you know, people could get baited to say dumb shit all the time. But then I got the whole clip, and I'm like, wait, does he understand what's going on? And then you know, then I go even deeper, and this is me giving a, a, a white privileged male the benefit of the doubt. I go to look for the timestamp of when the video was posted. I'm like, yo, this shit got to be from like four years ago. Three, you know what I mean? Then I'm like, yo, this shit was thirty seconds ago. Like ninety thirty, but like two minutes ago, I'm like, bro, like you dead ass, and it's just that lack of understanding. It's just I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, this is this is my thing. I think because of everything that you just explained, and because of the times that we live in there right now, I can't give them that excuse. There's like, no, there's no at, excuse. At twenty twenty, twenty twenty, at this point, there's no such thing as a lack of understanding. You choosing not to understand. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, you choosing to stay in your bubble. Like, you literally watching the news right now, and all you thinking about is the flag? <laughs> exactly. 
And it's just like, yo, even if I don't even think even if you're watching the news, because it's all over, it's on social media, it's it's right. all over. You can't avoid it. It's in every aspect of your life. Whether you say oh, I only watch ESPN, well, it's on ESPN. We talking about <laughs> it on ESPN. It's in every facet of your life. Whether you oh, I only check my email, it's in your emails. You get you getting emails from these company CEOs, and it's just like, do you not understand like what the fuck is going on? And that lack of, I think that lack of just awareness that. That that negligence is just that's dangerous. That's more dangerous than anything because that's the reason we don't have change because people in positions of power like himself are not taking action and not saying, yo, they're not speaking up, they're not denouncing shit. So it's like when you have that one sided motion, like, oh, he's kneeling for the flag, it, it, it it's retarded, you know what I mean? It it's it's totally it's totally oblivious to what the real issue is. So I thought I thought we was way, way, way past that. That's like that's the, that's the reaction of somebody that just saw Colin Kaepernick kneel. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like just yesterday, seeing it. Exactly. Like, Twenty. Like it's just the NFL, the NFL as a whole, and it and this is what I'm saying. The NFL is the best representation of America in every way, which is kind of mm. fucked up. That's it deep. really is. And me and Wilma were talking about this because, like, when you really think about it, it's like the NFL is an american sport like it's it's, it's america is like it's literally america's sport right cool but then if you think about it it's like yo all the owners are white like yo you you an eagles fan I, I i've never been to eagles game at at the link but i keep it but how many how many of the people like that actually go to the game that are season ticket holders what do they look like it's a lot less of people that look like me and you and more people that look like drew Brees, correct yeah par- partially because of how america's set up and uh-huh. they Parents is more well off, yeah. So it's like the fact that the first, like, like, and and, and the fact that, and, and Wilma brought up a great point is, like, yo, this is a business. Like, they made it, they they really look at it. And he told me, he was like, yo, the NFL's looking from it at, as a business standpoint. So when they first got all of that unrest, they were so angered about, you know, pleasing, they were so worried about pleasing season ticket holders, pleasing, uh, you know, advertisers, pleasing shareholders. And it's like, now that all this has changed and now I, if you look on the internet if you look on twitter especially like we're starting to see more of a cancel culture like now it's like yo if you fuck up we're gonna denounce you and not only that i'm not buying none of your shit i'm not supporting your shit and then i think because of that that's why we see so many companies have switched to flip where they trying to get ahead of it like oh no nah, we support black people we support black lives matter like that that's never happened before like, that's what i want everybody to know is like Black people been getting killed by the police, but this whole acknowledgement of, yo, we stand with y'all, that, that's what I'm saying. I feel like something truly revolutionary is starting to happen. I don't know if you feel the same way, but it's like, now it's, it's, it's like... Hard, it's, hard, it's hard to say. Um, like, yeah. I understand what you what you mean. Like, I, I, feel, I feel something happening, but yeah. it's almost like... I'll, I'll bring up a point. This is almost like worst case scenario. Yeah. And I don't want to even think about this even happening, but I feel as though this is going, this is going to have to continue and this is going to have to, you know what I'm saying? Keep the same type of energy all the way up into the trial. Cause if these motherfuckers don't get convicted, oh, hundred percent. Well, this one, I'm gonna say, you know what I'm saying? If people don't get convicted. I don't know what, I think that, I think then we have bigger issues. Like, I don't even think it's a matter of people just protesting. I think that's when it's like, okay, this is civil war. Probably like, like it's on that level of upsetness where I feel like 
for the greater good of the country, <laughs> it's <laughs> I think for everybody, it's better if those guys all go to jail, especially the the, the yeah. murderer. So it's like I don't know, but yeah, yeah I feel like I, I hear what you're saying. That'll though. be like the yeah, that'll be like the the mark. Like that could be the straw that broke the camel the, back. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, I'm with that because because my thing is like I I was doing a show earlier too, and I um like I looked up I was looking up some of the you know Mike Brown uh, Eric Garner everybody was getting killed in these all like the police officers that actually did the crimes. Yeah, you know, what got off. right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was listing them off, you know, what I'm saying, and I'm like, okay, because I you know what white people gonna say. As soon as these, they're going to say these four cops is arrested and in jail. Mm-hmm. Now y'all can, y'all can chill now, right? Exactly. Like, no, 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 no. than that. Yeah, that's the Let's thing. Let's go. We got, to, we got to start with George Zimmerman. Don't give me no double jeopardy shit. You know what I'm saying? Fact. Throw him up in the court and, <laughs> and we can start talking. I hear you. I hear you. And, and, and it's deep. It's deep. And I, I think... Like the the problem with this country is so multi layered. It don't even just right. touch on just the police brutality and the racism, but it also goes at like the social injustice, like the economical injustice. Like when you think about it, like you you group more black people with low incomes in the same low income neighborhoods, then you don't really provide them with opportunities to own property. You feel me? There's like so much injust. Whereas this country was really built on the backs of our ancestors, really and we don't really have nothing to, to, to show for it. Whereas the white people, they've just, you know, they've inherited wealth because of, you know, slavery, basically. And there's a lot but of shit know, that they didn't have to pay for. I know I know this for a fact from living in D.C. and living in Brooklyn for a couple of years, man. Like, two, you know what I'm saying, two, two historic cities, yeah. two historically, you know what I'm saying, black cities that is changing, old, like, being gentrified crazy oh, crazy bro and but it's not even it's not even for us you know not what i'm at saying all. not at all they've done it's went for and other people change to come in 100 yeah right now, like it's, yeah now yeah. it's like yo we gonna just erase your neighborhood it's like and like so i'm a runner so like when i run i usually run around the hood and it's like i ain't gonna even hold you it's like literally I'll run through the hood and be like, damn, son, I can't believe this shit has changed. It's like, I'll run and I don't really see that many people that look like me. And there's more people that look like that are white, like plain and simple. It's just, it's not really, you know, and I'm not, I'm not, you know, like there's certain parts of the neighborhood. I'm like, okay, it's nice that you fixed this, but there's no reason to have a luxury condo that nobody could afford. Like, you know what I mean? Like if the median income in the neighborhood was, you know, $50,000. There's no reason we have new, smaller luxury condos. <laughs> charging three thousand five hundred dollars a month for rent like that's just not what we were doing before and i don't see why we're doing that now <laughs> like the like it just doesn't add up it doesn't really add up and then they'll they'll sit there for a minute and then they just chilling i'm oh bro it's it's like it's it when like when i really unpack this conversation it should just make my head want to explode bro because it's nuts it it really is like when you talk about what we've been talking about it's almost like we gotta section this shit off yeah but we're not reading a book to these people you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's it it really it is a lot of chapters and it is a lot of layers to it like yeah and we gotta keep, but we gotta keep applying the pressure, though. That's the thing. It's like this shit is like, you don't stop applying pressure until you die, because this is a generational thing. Like it, it won't get fixed in our lifetime, probably. Like the whole thing won't be cleaned up in our lifetime. 
But if we do what we got to do, this could potentially be fixed up where, like, the next generation, by that, you know, by the middle of their life, it's, you know what I mean? It's shit where we got to start working on it now. So it's like you cannot, even when things go right, even though, like, all these little victories that we've been getting, I've been reposting it, I've been retweeting it, but I don't retweet it as a means to say, all right, guys, we good, we can slow down. It's like, yo, keep going, keep going, keep going. Right. Like, because this shit's a whole, it's a, it's a, it's a generational thing. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, I, I toot our own horn on this one. There will be the generation that saves it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right right along with, like, the timeline that you gave, you know what I'm saying? Not quick, but, you know, yeah. about a generation and a half away-ish. Mm-hmm. Like, 30, like four, 30, 40 years. Yep. You know, I mean, because you always going to have them people that's just racist at yeah, all. And, 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 and I think, like... They'll never go away Yeah, completely. I think when people try and wrap their head around, like, yo, we got to, like, you know, convert all these, like, everybody can't be saved, like, this one I'm gonna say is, and this is another Wilmot analogy I'm biting from my previous conversation, he was, like, adults are, like, statues, like, you know, you can't remold the statues, but the children is, like, clay, so you can start with their children, yeah. mold their children, yeah. so, and, and that really just starts with, that's why the teachers is important, they gotta, like, let them know in school what's right from wrong, you kinda gotta just educate them about why that racism shit that they may or may be learning at home isn't right because once you correct that if you're able to correct that then it's cool their parents are gonna die one constant that black people and white people share in common is that we all gonna die so as racist as they are there's less of them than non-racist people and like i said as time goes on the percentage of racist people in this country if we do what we need to do is gonna get lower and lower just like the covid cases you know what i mean you just gotta isolate the racist and then you know you gotta work on their children. That's the best you could do. Yeah, you gotta, you got to put the put the put the light on them and embarrass these motherfuckers. Oh yeah. Oh man. That's, we got, that's, that's my value. favorite part right now with people just embarrassing them. I love that. Now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. And they'll they'll cry online like, oh my god, my life is so ruined. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but um, we gotta start off by teaching teaching the real history of this country in the school. The real history. Man. Yes, not the powder like, shit. In a, a elementary school, you know what I'm saying, in middle school, it's going to be shocking to these white people, but it should be. It should be. And that's like, the tell them that, like, it used to be chains around our neck. Like, they used to hang us from trees. Yep. Like, look, look what happens to, you know what I'm saying, to a kid's face when you say something like that. Yep. Like, they feel the evil in that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, 100%. Yeah. That's what it got to be. You got to teach them. You can't sugarcoat it. You got to let them know. Yeah. How fucked up shit is, and how you your responsibility to make sure we never go backwards, and how we only go forward, hundred percent. It's it it it's crazy. Like I said, so much of this country, like the system is broken. Like the entire the this country systematically is broken. That's why, and I hate to go back to the football shit, but it's like if you really just look at how the NFL is constructed, it's constructed with almost all predominantly all white owners, except for like one, I believe. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's like the guy, the guy from Jacksonville. Like, he's like Indian. Uh, Miss, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's just like even the 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 coaches, the majority of them are white males, and it's like it's funny how they try and implement the Rooney Rule, but it's like <laughs> the fact that you have to implement it's it, it like and, and the backup. It's funny how the coaches say like one of the I think it was a Denver coach the other day. Yeah, he said, yeah, yeah, I don't see racism in the locker room, and. It, 
I'm laughing because y'all just had meetings like a week before talk to make a Rooney rule. Like, why the <laughs> fuck do you think they were making a Rooney rule for? Do you think they was trying to make this rule to get black people into the into the head coaching positions for fun? You think like you know, right. like why do you like I, I like that's what I'm talking about when I say white people just oblivious. Like I think sometimes they think we just want handouts, and it's not even that people want handouts. People just want shit to be fair. People want equal opportunities. It's like. I just did not, for the life of me, understand what, what the fuck he wanted. Like I really, yeah, that's 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 deep right there. I would equate, um, uh, I would equate any any white man in sports, football in particular, like you were equated it was beautiful. Um, any white man in sports who would say that there's no racism is like somebody saying we just had Obama. Mm. So you know, saying. Like basically, that's that's is this is as good as it's gonna get. Like basically. this is as like you better, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> right? Basically, <laughs> like it could be worse. Exactly. That's what he's saying. Yeah, hundred percent. <laughs> and it's sick, and it, it, it and it's crazy to me because so many of these at like I don't think there's many or if any you know NFL football players. That's why I, back to the debris shit. It's like I know at some point whether it was in high school or college, you played, you definitely played with black teammates and for you to be a leader i just don't understand have you never like you know opened up and really got to know your teammates like that's what i'm starting to understand like do people do these quarterbacks see their teammates as tools and not people you know what i mean like that's my receiver like do you know him as your receiver or do you know him as like his name michael like do you know michael do you know michael's mom do you know michael's upbringing do you know like what he had to do to get where he had to get like you know what i mean you need these conversations need to be had you need to know that's how good. they were up brought like what they had to go through to get get here because if, if you understand that then there's no way in hell you're gonna you're gonna think that you know america's all even and that there's no fucking oppression like you know what i mean just plain and simple it's just plain and simple i'm with you that's that's almost like um like, did he not see Remember the Titans that's, at that's least, not, though? Like, <laughs> is that the music in the background or that's mine? That might that's, be yours. You hear music? Oh, it, it might be It might be me. If you hear music, it might be me. Oh, I, I, I'm just making sure my zone in the background. But, um, yeah, I would I would say that's, even, like, Drew Brees also. But I would say when you say that, that makes me think of Big Ben. Oh, like, 100%, 100%. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, 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 that air, that air of them, like, I'm above the team, you know what I'm saying? hundred percent. Like, like they think they're a coach. They're not yeah. one of the guys. And and like, damn don't, get wrong, don't get me wrong, I think Antonio Brown was a nut. But I do understand that part of when he said Ben had a owner mentality. Because right. I could see that in a lot of these quarterbacks, especially these white quarterbacks, is just that the fact that like I think they look at the other players on the team as weapons, tools, like you know what I mean? They feel like, yo, this is my ship. And you're like, I command this shit. Like, you know, you pulling the valves, you doing this, you know, you, like you matter, but you don't, you're, you don't, you know, you know, you're not more important than me. Yeah. Like when I throw the ball, yeah, I threw that ball so you could catch it. You didn't catch it. You didn't go and get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Basically claiming them damn completions for himself. That's how it is. And it's, it shouldn't be like that. And I think like, like football has the biggest issue with this. Like if you look at basketball, basketball is such a, different sport in terms of the way it's viewed and the way the players feel about it because there's so much of a sense of inclusion like i think in basketball every white player has played basketball 
with black kids like his entire life and they understand because you travel with these kids to AAU tournaments so you've seen you know certain kids may not have had the same luxuries that you had so maybe in basketball just the path of the sport it's more evident to finally see that like all right there is you know in, in inequalities in this country but there's no excuse for football like I don't I don't understand maybe maybe that's what it is maybe these football players don't travel enough with their like with their teammates but it's it's no excuse I, I don't know why I'm still making this, excuses this is this is what I this is what I would say to that end the NFL quarterback out of every single position in sports was babied for the white man for the longest 100% so our growth as a as a black quarterback was stunted up until what Doug Williams wanted and I think it was ninety no, I want to get this right for my for my DC people. I think it was 80, 82, like 82, 83. So he, that was the first one to win a Super Bowl. He he barely got the job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and so I feel like it stems from that, like that that type of privilege, like this is like the last position where it's like we can be half of the top five in anything. Uh-huh. And I, I think that's really what it is. Like they want to the own top that. 10, whatever, they want to own that. They they love that so much, especially. And we've seen this, like, I, I mean, like, honestly, we've seen this even when they draft quarterbacks. It's like with the exception of Cam Newton, it's like, you know, they draft them high, but they're never their first choice. It's very rare. And the only reason they want Cam, the only reason Cam went number one, you got to think about it, like, Ron Rivera was a minority coach, so That's he true. probably had influence in that. Um, and then not only that, you know, he's a once in a lifetime like physicality, phys- physical like specimen. So they probably said, "Hey, we got." Yeah, it wasn't. Here. It wasn't too much debating with Cam when you six 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 two fifty. Yeah, and you, and you look at other black quarterbacks, like you look at you know you look at Deshaun Watson and the fact that they take a guy named Mitchell Trubisky who only mm. had one year as a starter, and that was enough for you to see over this black guy that had three years of excellence. Where not only did he beat one of the best college football teams in the Alabama team in a national championship game, but he had countless like ex- experiences where he brought his team back one game. You didn't, you didn't talk, no interview. Yeah, it's like it, it just makes no sense the fact that, you know, they get discredited so much and it, 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 it I don't know if it's inert, but it's like an inert racist thing where they just kind of don't give black quarterbacks the same opportunity. Same thing with Lamar Jackson. There's no reason Lamar Jackson falls to 32. There's no reason. There's no reason. The fact that like literally every team passed him up, every single team, even the Ravens passed him up and then he was on the board at the end. There's no reason every team passed him up. It, it makes Heisman no Trophy winner. It makes no sense. Heisman Trophy winner. It's just well, how many more boxes do I have to check off? But then it's like, you know, you look off at a Baker Mayfield, you know, and he goes number one. And it just it just shows you how <laughs> as a black quarterback, <laughs> you have to be ten times great. You gotta be ten times as great as your white counterpart to get like halfly considered. Like that's just what it is. And I like the NFL doesn't see that, and that's why I say like the NFL. If you want to know what America is like, the NFL is the best. It's the best. It's the best example. Because even the way the I revenue is distributed, it's it's just so it's so accurate. It's spot on. It's spot on. Definitely, and I take that to another level. Even like with our conversation, I feel like the black quarterback is starting to take over. They are. I claim Mahomes, you know what I'm saying? He a little... He light-skinned. He, he a little light-bright. You know. He a light-bright, but nah, he, he had black, so you know that one-drop rule, that's that's our man. Yep. So, 
Mahomes, we got Lamar Jackson, Russell we got Tom Watson, Russell Wilson, we got uh, I'm not a huge Dak Prescott fan. That's just because I don't like Cowboys. I don't really like that but, either, but I feel you. Yeah, I okay. throw him in there, though. You know, he he with the movement and all that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, we, it's, 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 it's time. It's, it's time, time to I, It's time, and I feel like more of this needs to get – I think that's our job as, as, as human beings and members of the country. We got to start calling shit out like that, like – this needs to be that needs to be the shit that gets retweeted and go public until NFL coaches start, you know, just being smart and giving these black quarterbacks, giving these black athletes better chances. Like I said, I want to see that in every facet of life. Like it just needs to be, you need it, it. Just needs to be out there. Like it needs to be out there. What the demographics is. We keep saying, oh, race doesn't matter. Race doesn't matter. It clearly matters. We need to see. You know, I mean, we need to see the data. Like I'm a big data driven person. I, like when I see numbers and I see data and I see reasons why. You know, like this is what like like if I see like statistical data of like oh this is what we've done over a trend of like twenty years, then trends occur, and then you can say all right, there's an issue. Why is it like you know why is the trend of black black quarterbacks getting drafted in the top five going down? Like we could view we could view that shit. That's what I'm saying. Like people need to hold them accountable. We need to like get this information out there because like I said, when everything's charted out, people can see. It. So yeah, you saying uh, we gotta throw the raw numbers at him? I feel you on that. Yeah, like, honestly, we just really got to get to the point where we're, like, yeah, we just got to throw raw numbers at people and show everybody, like, what, like what's really good. Like I said, like, decisions need to be based off of numbers, statistics. Like I said, if a quarterback only started one year and he didn't play well, like, he shouldn't be getting drafted over the quarterback that played three years, won three national championships, threw for, like, you know, however thousand yards. You know what I mean? Like, it, the numbers at some point need to be pit next to the player so we could just see it and then you know people make their own people make their own uh conclusions that's why like i said so many things in life we're subjected to we, we find subjective and like oh why didn't i get the job why did a white guy get the job over me and they always say he was a better candidate but like for once in life it would be nice if we could see the numbers to show if he really was a better candidate versus the other guy that's all i'm saying but definitely i feel we should probably finish this podcast up with some good news. I mean, you sent me this text, man. The NBA is coming back in approximately it's July 31st, right? Yep, July so 31st. A little less than 40, 50, 45, 50 days about, I guess. That's a long time. I ain't going to lie. That's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> it's a long time. And basically what that tells me is I got to survive this whole summer. And <laughs> my reward at the end of it is some basketball. But at yeah, the very that- least, it is something to look forward to, though. So what's your hey, we, we've never we've never we've never had uh what basketball lead us into the football season. Exactly. So that's exactly this uncharted territory. And what I would say to everybody is don't be surprised if this sticks. That's all I'm gonna say. That like depending on how it does, don't be surprised if it sticks. But what I wanna get is what are your thoughts? What on, you mean what you mean by stick? Oh yeah, stick? Yeah. Before I go oh yeah. no. Nah. So what I mean by stick is I think the NBA's been Fan, not fantasizing, but teasing the idea of moving the season later simply because I feel like that summer is like yeah. prime time. Like, yeah. in reality, I don't think, like, I'm, I'm gonna be honest, is people prefer basketball over baseball. It's just the numbers show it, like, the studies show it. 
And for that period of time where you don't have to compete with football in the beginning, like, because I think that's an issue that the NBA faces is that there's always that little trifecta time where there's the World Series, the beginning of the NBA, mm-hmm. and then it's like smack dab in the middle of the NFL season. And then yeah. really in reality is most people don't really tend to get fully, fully invested in basketball like the casual fan per se until after that Super Christmas. Bowl, after the Super Bowl. Oh, well, Christmas Day is the first game everybody yeah. watches really. So yeah. for you to push the season back, maybe the Christmas game is the first game of the season. It's a whole new territory now. Now everybody's invested. And I think yeah, when you push the season back, because this is what I'm saying, basketball is an indoor sport. You know what I mean? Why, like, uh, it doesn't matter. If it snows, we play. We play indoors. So pushing it back, it, it actually works. And then with the season going later into the summer, you just have that whole land of – you have that whole stretch of games where it's like you don't have to compete with football. All you have is baseball, and you really just have time to, like, everybody's home. Everybody's having cookouts. Everybody can watch games. I just think that time period is really, really – I think it could be big, and I think if this works well, they may consider doing it in the future. I love that idea, bro. I love that like, idea. I'm cool with it. 100%. Um – with that, it's like, because they talking about <clears throat> uh, the layout July 31st. They want to have this season go from July 31st to October 12th. Yeah. Um, have the draft on uh, October 15th, and then the next season start December 1st, the this next season. crazy when you really right. think about it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, with that, it's like... That would y'all like work out perfect? Cause you now, yeah, you feel me? Cause uh, now we're on a new cycle now, almost. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and it's like uh, realistically yeah. for player you rest. You you cut. You would actually be cutting out like three months of you know cooler months, not really winter, but like yeah. in November, October. You would be trading them in for summer months, so that would be like maybe easier for players to stay loose. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, recover injuries, not you know what I'm saying the with with them playing more so in the summertime versus the winter. Yeah, but it's different though. It's different. It's definitely like yeah, the game is so historical. Like it's been one way for so long. I know what you mean. It's a tough change to even really think like, oh no, like I don't know if it'll happen, but it's it's a thought though. It's a theory. I like no, nah, I, I feel like you wanted something with that because you also got the factor of um they've been talking a lot about cutting the season down too because of the amount of games that players are sitting out. Yeah. You start players. I could see them maybe um starting it in December first. Um and maybe we might I wouldn't be mad at a seventy game season. Yeah, even seventy, but even you know what I'm the saying? good thing is if you give yourself more time. You could limit the back to backs because I think that's really what the right. players hated is those back to back where you in one city one night and then you in another city the next night. If you could string out the season even a couple of weeks, now you don't have to worry about those back to backs. I I I think it could work. I, I like I said, what I'm really curious about is how they finish this season. How do you feel about the the format that we have right now with the 22 okay. thing? So, uh, when I first seen it, I was like, okay, we got 13 in the West, 9 in the East. I'm like, damn. Yeah. That's how how um, the, the conferences have been going since I've been watching basketball. Like, yeah. the West, low advantage on the East. But they saying that um, it's all teams within, what is it, six games of the AC? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That's, how, that's how they picked them. Um, I respect that. 
I like that. Um, eight regular season games. I wouldn't be mad to see that cut down to like four, especially yeah. for um the play the like mascot. I'm a Lakers fan, so yeah. we we literally just greasing the tires. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We, we getting it ready. We ain't trying to do nothing, nothing crazy. So I wouldn't mind seeing that cut down to four, but eight is cool. Um, I want to see this eight versus nine matchup. How they gonna do this? They say they doing um like a two out of three style okay. for um the last seed, the last AC where. The eight seed would only need to beat the nine seed one time, but the oh, nine okay, seed would okay. need to it's twice. kinda like yeah, it's kinda college baseball does that. It's kinda like a round okay. robin, but basically the team that has the advantage basically only has to win once, yeah, and they have to win twice. Which honestly that's fair. Like if I could beat you twice, <laughs> I don't care. I'm better than you. <laughs> you know what I mean with those odds. That, it, it makes it interesting to add some suspense. I think that's what we need. I'd be with that. I'd be with that. Um, um, so, yeah, uh, Trailblazers, they actually got a chance now, even though they was crying, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, because, everything you know changed now because they're like, oh, we have a chance, huh? Because they, right. they wasn't even trying to play on worthless the games. Uh-huh. They voted against the joke because they saw. Yeah. But that's a whole story. Um, They're they going to come get knocked out first round of the if they want the Lakers they get out of Lakers they'll they probably get, get peace yeah they probably get peace I, I I think based on how this season's gonna go and it's crazy because everybody has these fantasies like since you know it's been so much off time players that were injured will be able to come back yeah. in but I feel like it just doesn't totally work like that because it's not like these guys had live game action like I think the status quo for with teams with like injured players, except like I'm not talking about like the Ben Simmons of the world, but I'm right, talking about that, players that yeah, <laughs> I'm talking about players that's been out like the whole season. Like I don't think those players are gonna just come back. Like KD and Kyrie, like as a Nets fan, oh. I'm not expecting KD. I don't want KD and Kyrie to come back. Like take the year off. Let's you know nah. let the young boys get their play time, and then we'll come right next year. And I think more teams more so probably will be on that type of time frame because it's like. You know, we know who the contenders are. Like I said, it was enough of the NBA season where we kind of know who the contenders are. I think right now everybody's just kind of waiting for this Lakers-Clippers playoff matchup and then this Lakers-Bucks playoff matchup. And that's probably going to be the finals. And if yeah. I was a betting man, I'd probably take Lakers in four. But we'll see. Lakers, you said Lakers, Lakers sweeping everybody. Lakers in four. I don't know. No, they're not sweeping everybody. I think they they fight through the the Western Conference and then they sweep uh-huh. the buck and they sweep the Bucks. Oh God! No, no respect for the Greek freak. I, I think he's a great player, but we saw that when it's go time, he'll get roughed up, and the rest of his team isn't really that great, honestly. Yeah, nah, they they need to get somebody that can get him some easy buckets. He worked too hard for his buckets. Yeah, so we'll see how that we'll see how that goes. I just think I'm just grateful for the NBA. Like I said, like yeah. the NBA is everything that's right with America. Like, I, I feel like the NFL needs to look at the NBA as a model and say, how can we become more like that? Cause- oh, yeah. Let me throw this in there, too. The NBA is the trendsetter of um all sports right now, too. Like, the way they shut it down. Culture, yeah. yeah. Yeah, when they shut, like when Rudy Gobert happened. Like when you think about that, Rudy, uh, yeah, if they would have overlooked Rudy Gobert, everybody else would have been a lot more lax. Yeah, and now that they back. Everybody's gonna start to come back. If right you think on. about it, the NBA, I, like I was still going to work. I think the NBA was the first people. Like they kind of almost set the tone for the whole country, though, because nobody, nobody was they really taking it serious 
I remember sitting at home because I actually took the day off because I know I did I take the day off. I don't remember. I I, I remember like it, it was go. We was getting ready for March Madness, and you know yeah. I was like, all right, like whatever. Like they're gonna have a plan for this. And once the NBA cut it out, I was like, huh? That's when like I was like, yo, something's wrong. And then it was like bit by bit, bit by bit, NCAA was calling off. And then I think like, the last game to get blouts was like the Big East championship. And I was just like, yo, like this is real, real. And then everybody kind of followed suit. So like ever since then, I was kind of like, all right, the NBA seems to be like three steps ahead of everybody. They clearly, I'll give, I'll give the commissioner Adam Silver. He knows what direction he wants his friend, he wants his uh his league to go, and the players are like with him each step of the way usually. So yeah, man, it's found it's foundational. Hundred percent. Um, it's, it's built on top of David Stern, R.P. David Stern. R.P. David Stern, hundred percent, and it's and it's sustainable. You know what I mean? It's sustainable right. where like the owners are always gonna be able to profit. The owners are never gonna have to feel like they have to beat the players in that. Like I said, like the NBA, they have their like collective bargaining agreement issues every now and then, but it's never the same way the NFL collective CBAs be. Where the NFL is like, you know, you these guys these guys have gone through so many CBAs and the players still ain't happy as a whole. Like you know what I mean? They just had one this offseason. season. And I think most of the majority of the old players was like, yo, they got over. Like, the white man got over on us because, you know, they know a lot of broke-ass players don't have a long shelf life. So, <laughs> if they could give us if – yeah. if we play one more game and they give us an extra 200 k <laughs> they win because they make an extra billion dollars a year. <laughs> and we get an extra 100 k We get the crumbs. Yeah, it's, it's completely front-loaded. And what they did was they actually, with the money that they gave to the players um, up front, the um, minimum salary players, they're taken from the disabled players on the back end. Yep. This yep. is not an addition. Like, this is a this is a give and take. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, nah, it's, 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 that's a whole nother show, man. Yeah, I, I, I just think, <laughs> yeah, like I said, like, I, I just think, with closing remarks, I just think, the world, we got to just look at it. Like, we got to look at all these people protesting and be like, yo, this is how we're going to get the world better. And same thing with the NFL. The NFL needs to look at the NBA and say, all right, this is how we can have a better, more fair league where the players actually like working, like playing in this league, feel good and don't feel screwed about, you know. Because that's the thing. That's how I, this, I, I, I like to make these comparisons because sports is really a lot like real life. But, like, the, the, the key thing is nobody wants to feel like they was used at the end of the day. That's really what right. it is. When you all said and done, you don't want to feel like, damn, son, this country used me. Same thing with the NFL. When you're done with the NFL and you got concussions, you got CT dealing with all this shit, you're going to be like, damn, these motherfuckers use me. And I don't really got, like, I got money, but, you know, I don't got nothing. You know, I don't got no health insurance. I don't got nothing. You know what I mean? It's shit like that where it's like, all right. So, you know, I'm hoping people going to make the right decision as time go on, man. But that's all I can say, man. But before we we, uh, wrap up, man, do you have anything you want to say? Anything that we didn't touch on? Oh, um, well, I first off get it out the way. Uh, the um, my show page, I do a show podcast check talk it show. Out, check it oh, out, shit is very trying to call it talk show. Trying to, you know, what I'm saying, I'm trying to do a big that fit better, you know, what I'm saying. But facts and stats, uh, Monday and Thursday, uh, Twitter, facts and stats one, uh, Instagram underscore facts and stats. So follow that as far as. And it's on my Anchor, people. right? Like, it's still yeah, on yeah. Anchor, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm on my phone. Yeah, I'm on Anchor, um, uh, Apple Podcasts, I'm on Spotify, 
I'm on um I'm on a bunch. Like go on y'all go on uh Anchor. They actually got a list of the They got like a tree of the distributions, yeah. Yeah. I use the direct exactly. people to anchor and then yeah, whatever whatever platform yeah. you get your shit, it'll pitch you right through it. Yeah, definitely yeah, yeah, check it out. You can stuff the ballot box on that, y'all. Check that shit out. Check yeah, that shit out. My, so, to my people though, you know, I don't want to be all that clout chasing. But, but to my peoples, uh keep your head up. Yeah. Keep your eyes open, you know what I'm saying? Keep your ears open. I, I was I be listening to YouTube, bro, and I hear you, you know what I'm saying? We gotta try to be more measured, you know what I'm saying? 100%. Um be try to be more organized. Um I understand everybody angry, but while you angry, take the time to research. Hundred no percent. How much no matter how much you think you know, you can always learn more. Hundred percent. Yo, those are wise words, wise words, wise words. And you just a smooth talker, bro. Like if y'all listen to his podcast, bro, he he's so like concise with his dissection of like sports and shit. Like, first and foremost, like I know this is mad old, but the Kobe shit you did, bro, that shit was really that shit was heartfelt. That shit was legit. Check that shit out, yo. Check that shit I appreciate out. It. Appreciate it. And man, just stay safe, bro. We're gonna definitely link up. You welcome on my pod anytime, bro. If you ever need somebody that wanna pull up on your shit, let me know, bro. I'm down anytime. I'll send you out of your you already know the vibes, bro. But I appreciate you coming on. Once this man, once this everything clear out, this this COVID get up out of here, man. We got we you know, we got to do some collabs, man. Yeah, we we all getting together, man. Putting the, putting the power and the re- resources together, you know? Yes, sir. But, yo, take care, bro. We're going to be in touch soon. I'll see you on Twitter, obviously. Yes, sir. Be safe, man. Yo, you too, bro. Take care, yo. Peace. And there you have it. That was my guy, Rob. Thanks, Thank you, uh, Rob, for pulling up on the pod. If you guys haven't already done so, follow him on Twitter. Don't have his... Uh, twitter handle i'll put it in the description but uh check out his check out his podcast facts and stats on uh you could find the, the tree of uh uh distri- distribution sites on uh on the anchor page so go on anchor check that out and appreciate him for having for coming on but yeah guys you know for those of y'all that's still protesting out there yo keep doing that shit i appreciate y'all yo. but stay safe yo make sure if you if you protesting i would suggest i strongly suggest Three to four days, you know, go get tested, you know, find out what your status is. Because, like I said, you don't want to go back home and infect your families, infect your friends. And that's the only way we're going to get through this if we could, like, you know, isolate and um, isolate and trace. So do what you got to do so we could get over this corona shit, get back to, you know, better times, you know. And just control, you know, control the amount of destruction this does on our communities. But nah, for real. Shout outs to y'all that's been out there working, working these front lines, cause y'all, y'all the real MVPs. But yeah, if you don't already do so, follow us on IG at Waving Your Podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Elijah Artilla or at TWNY Podcast. I'm your boy Elijah Taylor. Until next time, peace out, boys.